Hello and welcome back to the Sozo Ministries International Offices here in Mbali, Uganda. My name is Scott Ingram. I am the Apostolic Overseer of Sozo Ministries International. Today is October 5th, 2020, and this is your Monday message. Uh, how are you all doing? I hope you had a great week and a great weekend. Um, some of you already know, but for those that don't, we just did our first ever online conference this weekend, the Arise and Shine Women's Conference. It ran Friday evening and all day Saturday. Uh, and my wife and her team of speakers did an incredible job. Um, if you want to tune in, if you'll go to sozoministries.net and on the ministry updates, just scroll down a little bit. The first one there is Arise and Shine Women's Conference 2020. All of the sessions are there. Or if you are watching, Watching on Facebook, you can still join the Arise and Shine Women's Group on Sozo Ministries Facebook page, and all of the sessions are there, along with all of the conversation and comments and prayer requests and everything else going on. Um, and so, ladies, if you missed that, all of it is still available. It's going to be there. You can watch it on your own time. We would love to have you uh, check that out. Um, otherwise, ministry is moving again. We are back at it in Uganda. Again, churches can meet with 70 people. Um, our churches in Kenya have been meeting, and so things are looking up. I will be traveling a few different places in the coming weeks, um, doing some SOP training. We're trying to buy some land in a beam. We've got a few other things coming down the pipeline, and so I'm excited. We're, we're back at it despite this pandemic that the enemy is trying to use to shut down the kingdom of God. And so uh, today I just I, I want to focus on healing um, for just a few minutes. I'm not going to go long today. Um, but yesterday on Sunday, I had the opportunity to record a podcast that will be coming out later this week with a new friend of mine. It's a it's a brand new podcast. And so all of those details will be shared later in the week when I think the episode will premiere on Wednesday. Uh, we'll put all the links out. But we, we talked about healing and we talked about uh, the prophetic word I shared back in April that God's going to do away with this pandemic in His power for His glory and that there's going to be a healing revival coming on the back end of it. And so we talked about that and it's just, it stirred something up in me that, that today I want to talk about healing. Uh, one of the questions he asked me on the podcast was, what about people who, who say, you know, why is God allowing this and, and what does it mean for the church to rise up? And, and I, I, I went to Matthew 10 and in Matthew 10, verse 1, it says, Jesus called to him the twelve disciples and gave them authority over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal every disease and affliction. He told them down in, in verse 7, Proclaim as you go, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse lepers, cast out demons you've received without paying give without pay. And so he tells them, I've given you the authority to heal. Now, as you go, heal the sick. Uh, over in Luke chapter 10, he gives the same commission to 72 and sends them out. And then, of course, in the Great Commission in Matthew uh, 28, he, verse 18, he said, Jesus came and said to them, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And so in Matthew 10, he commanded the disciples, heal the sick. Everywhere you go, proclaim the kingdom of God and heal the sick. And then in Matthew 28, he commands them that as you make disciples, 
command them to obey the same commands I've given you. And so that has been a never-ending change. It is on the church today to be healing the sick. And so I would contend that while the church is looking at God in this coronavirus pandemic saying, God, when are you going to heal them? Uh, Jesus is also looking at the church saying, I gave you the authority. When are you going to heal them? Uh, I, I sincerely believe that the authority for healing is through the power of the Holy Spirit within the church, within the body. It's within you and me. And so we need to be doing that. And I know for many of us, we were shut down. We were tied to our houses. We couldn't go to work. We couldn't go to church. We couldn't do a lot of those things. But as things are opening back up, it is the season for the kingdom of God to shine, for His power to be shown, for coronavirus to actually have to face the church instead of shutting the church down. And so this is the season for healing. But as I was thinking about it, I just want to share my story with you, how I got into healing ministry uh, years ago. Some of you have heard this uh, this story before, but uh, it means a lot to me. And, and for those of you who would say, I don't have the healing gift. I've, I prayed for the sick. No one gets healed. Um, that was my story before God got a hold of me. And so just to share some of my background, a, a testimony that hopefully encourage you. Um, maybe it'll be the prophetic uh, prophetic testimony that you need. The book of Revelation says that the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What Jesus has done for me, He will do for you. And so let this testimony be prophetic for you. Um, but just to share a little bit of, of my history in healing ministry, um, I was filled with the Holy Spirit in 2005, I believe, or 2006. I don't remember. I've had so many milestones with the Lord now. It's, it's hard to remember. I have it written down somewhere. Um, but anyway, I, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I began speaking in tongues, but that was it. I was not in a charismatic church. I was not in a charismatic community. I was in a independent, fundamentalist, King James-only Baptist uh, uh, college where I was getting my degree. Very legalistic, very religious, um, not very free. And I was filled with the Holy Spirit. And so I was praying in tongues, but I did not have anybody pouring into me, mentoring me, showing me anything about uh, God's kingdom and His power and healing and any of those things. And so it actually took some years. I graduated Bible college in 2007. I had already been interning uh, with Mission Quest International in Mexico and Ukraine. Um, but it was after college that I started traveling here to Africa uh, to different nations as, as time moved along. But as I started traveling the nations, as I started traveling around, uh, I was pulled into a different style of ministry than what I had learned in Bible college. Um, you know, my Baptist church didn't have people lining up at the end of service asking for healing. But as soon as I set foot in Africa, it was the norm. I would preach. We would pray for those to be saved. I would close the service and then there would be a line saying you can't close until you pray for the sick. Um, and so I started praying for the sick. And what I found was it did not matter how boldly I was praying. It did not matter what I was trying to do, coaxing up my own faith, trying to make something happen. Nobody got healed. And that went on from 2007, 2008. It continued in 2012. I was living in Haiti. 
and in Haiti. Um, now it wasn't just traveling for a couple of weeks or six weeks to different places, but it was I was living in Haiti. And so I'm preaching at least every Sunday, sometimes two, three, four times a week. And while I'm preaching, at the end of every single service, people are coming forward asking for prayer, for healing. And I was praying for people every week, and, and months went by. I'm, I, I don't know how many people I prayed for, dozens, probably hundreds, um, you know, praying for healing, and nothing was ever happening, and I was getting pretty discouraged. Um, but what I started doing was I really, as I'm pursuing healing in person, I started reading the healing scriptures, just like the one we just read in Matthew 10, that it it's Jesus is the healer. Isaiah 53 tells us that by His stripes we are healed. All throughout the New Testament, we're commanded to pray for the sick. The prayer of sick, uh, the prayer of faith will heal the sick, is what James says. And and over and over, so I'm reading these scriptures, and uh, you know, and in. In my Baptist days, in my Bible college days, and I'm not knocking Baptists. I know plenty of Baptists who are great, uh, great people, great believers. Some of them have bigger healing ministries than I have. So I'm not knocking the Baptists. Just the stream of Baptists that I was in was very limited in this area. Um, and they would always say, you know, don't listen to those charismatics because they don't want to talk about Scripture. They want to talk about their experience. Um, but what I found as I started reading the Scripture is the Scripture speaks of Jesus healing every sick person he ever encountered and commissioning his disciples to do the same thing. And so I started seeing, well, the experience that the charismatics are teaching matches the New Testament. My experience is what's not lining up. And so uh, I started praying, God, make my experience biblical. Make me, make my life match the New Testament. And so as I'm praying for people, I'm reading all these scriptures. I started reading different books, different, you know, biographies of the great healing evangelists of the past. I have a a really big book uh, by John G. Lake, uh, one of the pre-Pentecostal revival healing evangelist in the U.S. and then in South Africa. I started reading other, you know, just all the great healing evangelists. I started reading how they got into healing, how God was moving among them. Um, and, and one day I stumbled on a book called uh, The Essential Guide to Healing uh, by Randy Clark and Bill Johnson. Um, and I read it, and I, I read it again. And it starts off with their testimonies. And, and now this isn't just historical, you know, like Smith Wigglesworth and uh, E.O. Allen and all of these famous guys from the past. But these are contemporary, modern-day guys seeing healing. And, and so I got really interested in reading their testimonies. I connected with Randy's testimony coming out of a Baptist background and being told that the healing thing is going to get you in trouble with the Baptists. And and But I started reading uh, that book, and he talks about how to pray for the sick. And so I started praying the way they taught to pray, and, and still nothing was happening. Uh, but I just kept persevering. I kept praying. I mean, uh, I really didn't have a choice. Even if I said, I don't want to pray for the sick, nothing's happening, I'm not doing it, they kept lining up. And so uh, part of it was perseverance on my part because of the Word of God, and part of it was the perseverance of you know, sometimes the same people coming to me for prayer week after week, and they're not being healed, but their faith was not in me, it was in God. And so we kept praying. 
And uh, one day I heard the Holy Spirit whisper that Randy Clark would be doing a, a conference, and if I would go to the conference, uh, I would receive an impartation prayer, one of the things he talked about in that book. And so uh, in October of that year, uh, actually eight years ago this week, I believe, I went to uh, Pennsylvania. I flew directly to Pennsylvania from Haiti. Uh, I showed up in Pennsylvania in October, which is cold it is winter it was freezing and i am wearing shorts and flip-flops because i did not have a coat and i was saving my couple of dress shirts from haiti for the conference and so i was freezing uh, but i went to that that conference and sure enough god is faithful just as as he told me uh, randy called missionaries and evangelists up on the platform to pray for them directly he laid hands on me i fell down under the power of the Holy Spirit, I laid on the platform for about two and a half hours. But in that moment, something changed. Something between what I had studied in the Word, what I had been praying from the Holy Spirit, and in honoring these leaders like Randy who walk in the healing anointing, it all converged in that moment. And I received uh, an impartation of the healing gift. And uh, I know that because up to that point, I'd prayed, like I said, for dozens, if not hundreds of people, and nobody had ever been healed. And then the next week, I flew home for a few days, and then we flew to South Sudan. And in very rural, very tribal uh, South Sudan, think National Geographic, not modern-day Africa, not major cities. You know, we've got Kampala and Nairobi, and even in Bali, where I live, we're a city now. Uh, legally, we're a city. And... Very nice, very modern. Um, but this is like National Geographic where the women are topless and they have the lip piercings with the long chain and they do the scarring tattoos where they just take the knife and they make the scars on their foreheads. And uh, the men walk around with in, in loincloths wearing, uh, carrying eight-foot spears and uh, very tribal. And we were told these people don't want to see you. They don't like outsiders. They don't like Westerners. They're not going to want to greet you. And God just poured out in that place. The first day that we went out as a team uh, there in South Sudan, we came to the tree where our host missionary from Uganda had been meeting with his church. And there's a blind man sitting under the tree. And they told us every day his family comes. They drop him off here. They go to work. They come back in the evening and they pick him up. And uh, when, when I saw him, for the first time in my life, I felt the compassion of the Lord. Uh, you know, every, everywhere Jesus, every time Jesus heals, many times when Jesus heals, it says he was moved with compassion. And I felt that compassion stir up in me. And, you know, it wasn't even a boldness. It wasn't even, I have super faith, now I'm going to heal. But it was, I couldn't hold myself back. I, I knew God was going to heal this guy. And I went, I collapsed in the dirt beside him. I start praying for this blind man. Uh, another friend of mine from here in Uganda named Safan came over. He started laying hands on the guy alongside me. And as we prayed over the course of 15 minutes, we watched the white in his eyes the gray in his eyes begin to turn back to brown. And, and as we're praying, we're asking him, what can you see, what can you see? When we got there, he couldn't see anything. There was, there was nothing. Uh, he, he knew if he was in the sun or in the shade, but we don't know if that was because he could see the light and darkness. Like if you close your eyes right now, you can see light and darkness. Or if it was because he could feel the heat of the sun, we don't know. Um, but as we prayed, he started saying, I can see green from the trees and I can see brown from the ground. 
as we kept praying, he started identifying, this is a white woman, this is a black man. He started identifying shapes and those things. And by the end of the night, the testimony came back to us where we were staying, that that blind man you prayed for, he's walking around completely healed. And the whole village is talking about the blind man. He's been healed. He's, he's been healed. This is amazing. Um, and so that was the first healing I saw. Uh, it, you know, some people think that, well, if I get started healing, I've got to start small. I've got to start with headaches or I've got to start with backaches. Or, no, no. With God, it's all the same because it's the same healing in Jesus. And so it doesn't matter if it's a headache or if it's cancer. God can do it, right? Um, and when we talk about coronavirus, God can heal it. It's not a challenge. It's a, it's a scheme of the devil to, to hold the world in, in bondage, to hold them hostage, to keep fear, to keep people shut down. It's a direct attack on the church. It's just as easy for God to heal as a headache or an ingrown toenail. Um, and, and so uh, the next day, after the blind man got healed, we, we sent a runner very, very early in the morning, about five in the morning, to a nearby village that about an hour, hour and a half away that had never heard the gospel. It had never been preached there. And we sent the runner to get the chief's permission to bring our group. And he told the runner, we've never... We've never had missionaries here. We don't allow them. We don't want them. We, you know, exactly what they told us in the beginning. These people, they don't want outsiders coming. And the chief told them, we, we've never allowed missionaries. We don't want them here. We don't want their, their stories. But we heard about the blind man who got healed, and we want those people here. And so somehow, by 5 a.m. the next day, the word had traveled to the bush, to this village. And so they invited our team, and we went, and about 40 people gather around. Uh, I had the privilege of preaching the gospel. First time any of them had heard it, even these old men, 70s, 80s, 90s. You know, they've never heard the gospel. And everyone who came, about 40 people, all of them got saved. Uh, but God wasn't done. I shared the testimony of the blind man. I shared some other amazing stories of things God had been doing. And I said, we want to pray for you. And so the men prayed with men and women prayed with women. And the first guy I prayed for there, he, he's an old wounded warrior that he walked on a stick. And, and, you know, to walk 10 feet would take him two minutes because he he's hobbling along really slowly. And and the the village people were waiting. He's the elder. So he got to come first. So they waited behind him. We prayed for his knees. That old man had to be at least 80s, if not older, went running around the trading center, the, the village center right there, completely healed. Next guy was the same story, bad knees, wounded in in freedom fighting for South Sudan. We prayed God healed him. He's running around. Uh, we saw more knees healed. We saw backs healed. We saw all kinds of incredible miracles healing miracles taking place there and and it opened the floodgates and so what i want to share with you right now as i share this story is god is in the healing business and as as matthew 10 told us he uses us to do it he's given his church the authority to heal the sick and listen maybe you need to do what i did and you need to invest some time studying healing in the bible you need to read the stories of how god has used great men and women in the past for healing maybe you need to to honor somebody like randy clark or these other men and women of god now who have a healing gift and you know the bible says if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet 
that you receive the prophet's reward. And so if you honor the gift that's in their life, it's spiritually opening your life to receive the gift for yourself as well. And so as I honored Randy and Bill, and, and you know, Randy has since become from through distance, not personally, but he's become a spiritual father to me. Uh, this right here is my ordination certificate last year where I was ordained by Randy Clark. And uh, it, it all started because I honored that gift in him and, and God opened the door for me to receive the gift as well. Um, maybe you need to honor somebody and come alongside somebody and learn from somebody who has the gift. Paul tells Timothy, fan into flame the gift that is in you through the laying on of my hands. And so, you know, there is impartation. It's real. But here's what I want to know. Uh, here's, here's what I want you to know. If you are a Christian, healing is part of your inheritance. Okay, our ministry is called Sozo. Sozo means saved, healed, and delivered. It's all one package. It's all in the atonement of Jesus Christ. It's a free gift just like salvation. And just as you're called to go and proclaim the gospel, proclaim the kingdom, see people get saved, you also have a responsibility to heal the sick, to cast out demons, to raise the dead if God gives you the opportunity and the assignment to do so. Um, and so He wants to do it. And as we get ready... Get ready. As we get ready for the healing revival that's about to come at the end of this coronavirus pandemic, it's going to happen. He wants to use you. He wants you to heal the sick. It's not just the big evangelists from the platform. It's going to be the little nobodies that nobody knows their name. Nobody knows where they come from. And it's going to happen in grocery stores and in small groups and in uh, over coffee with friends. And God's going to do great miracles. He's going to heal big diseases, cancer, HIV, diabetes, Lou Gehrig's disease, Alzheimer's, all kinds of diseases in the most inconspicuous places and in the times that people think there wasn't a great anointing and it wasn't a big powerful worship service and God just showed up in our prayer. He's going to do it through you. He wants to do it through you. And so I'm sharing my story to tell you, get ready. Because if you have faith to believe that Jesus heals, then you need to have faith that he'll do it through you. I had never healed anybody, and I was praying for people for years. But as I got serious, as I really invested in growing in the faith and learning from history and learning from men and women of God today, God honored that pursuit in my life, and He filled me with the healing gift, and He'll do the same for you. The Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians 14 that to earnestly desire or pursue. It's the same word, earnestly desire or pursue. Earnestly desire spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Paul, <clears throat> sorry, Paul tells the Corinthian believers, desire prophecy because you'll get what you desire. But I'm telling you, if you're desiring healing, then he's going to honor that prayer. He's going to honor that desire in your heart. If, if it's not about making you famous, but it's about making him famous, he'll do it through you. And so it's your inheritance. It's, it's part of your gospel for healing. And he wants to release healing in the world like the world's never seen before, like the days of the apostles. I truly believe, I truly believe this revival is coming and it's coming quickly. So we need to get ready. So let me pray for you. Father, right now, I pray for every person who is watching this, this message. Lord, right now, if they need healing in their body, Lord, we just ask that, it, that you would come right there into their room, into their office, into their car, wherever they're listening to this from, Lord, and you would touch them 
Father, that you would remove that sickness because by Jesus' stripes, they are healed. It's a promise, Lord. Jesus, you healed every disease that you encountered. And so, Holy Spirit, we pray right now that the sickness in their body would leave in Jesus' name. Father, would you just touch them right now, wherever they are, wherever they're struggling with. Lord, as I've shared the testimony, God, I pray blind eyes would open right now. I pray cataracts would disappear right now. I'm feeling the, the Holy Spirit. I'm feeling the anointing on this. If you've got problems with your eyes right now, would you just lay your hands on your eyes? Father, in Jesus' name, we command eyes to be open. We command eye issues to be healed. I command optical nerves to regrow right now in Jesus' name. Father, the same thing, I've shared the testimonies of bad knees being healed in, in a moment of time. Old age, problems of old age, the body just wearing itself down. Lord, we rebuke that in Jesus' name. They're not called to death, they're called to life in you. So we speak life to their bodies right now. I command backs to be healed right now in Jesus' name. Father, would you touch them wherever they are? Thank you, Lord. And then for everybody watching, Lord, I just pray right now that there would be a, a touch, a spark, a desire for the healing anointing to come. And for those that you have assigned this message of healing, Lord, let that anointing fall on them right now. Right now, wherever they are, let that anointing fall on them. Holy Spirit, I release gifts of healing into their hands in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. Thank you. Somebody's receiving it right now. Somebody right now, you're feeling your hands are are starting to tremble. I've never done this on a Monday message before, but your, your hands are starting to tremble right now. Somebody's receiving the healing gift right now. And so, Father, we bless that in Jesus' name. I bless what you're doing right now in Jesus' name. And I thank you for that. Father, we pray that that revival would come quickly and we say yes and amen to everything you want to do in us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Wow. If, seriously, like, I need to know, if you got healed watching this video, I want you to, to put a message right now in the comments. Uh, if you're on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, wherever you're watching, put a message in the comments that I got healed, what it was. Share the testimony. Don't send it to me privately. I want it public. If it's a private issue, you can message, but otherwise, put it in the comments. Um, if, you're, if you're listening to the podcast, then you can send it info at sozoministries.net. Send us the testimony. I want to know if God just healed you, because again, this is, the, this is the first time I've felt that kind of uh, healing anointing on this message. If it was you that received the impartation, the, the shaking, those things, let us know in the comments. I want to know what God's doing. Send me a private message. We'll, we'll see if we can get you some resources that will get you started uh, in healing. If, if you just, I mean, if you were, don't, don't just say I felt something. I'm saying if, if you were sitting there shaking in the video uh, while, while you were watching this, uh, send me a message. Um, I'm not promising anything, but we're going to try. Um, so that, that's going to do it for, for this week's message. Uh, thank you so much for watching. Thank you for joining. And I pray that you've been encouraged. Go out. Take a risk. Take a risk of faith. Pray for the sick. If you've never done it, you won't know until you try. If you have done it and it didn't work, get in the Word. Get in the secret place with the Lord. Ask Him to pour out an anointing and let's go for it because the revival's coming and we get to be a part. And so let's do it. So uh, if you want to connect with us, if you want to connect with the ministry, you can do that at sozoministries.net. Uh, you can find out everything about the ministry, how we work, where we work, and, and all of those things. There's a, a link that says Get Prayer. Uh, you can click 
take that and submit your prayer request. Our prayer team would love to pray for you. Uh, if you want to partner with us financially, uh, we are a, a support, like donor-supported ministry from around the world, and so you can find out information on partnering with us there. I would ask for those of you that pray, be praying for, for our churches, because right now some of our churches have needs. Um, as I told you, one of our churches is looking at buying a, a small plot of land. It's not much money. It's only about uh, $650 to buy the land, um, but they're praying for that. Other churches, because of this pandemic, in the attack of the enemy, they are struggling to even pay their rent to keep the lights on. And so we're, we're trying to figure out how we can help them and, and see that the ministry continues. So be praying for our ministry, and we will keep praying for yours. So thank you for, for joining us. We'll be back next week right, right here, same time, same place. And so until then, God bless you.